difference to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Talent gets you here, but your story make you stand out Rooted from the source, so it's knowledge that we pass out Gotta turn your dial to 108.1 Let's Bumpin' nerd DJs while I ride in the sun Jobs gon' speak the real like you suppose DJ Shiny Shine always keep Mondays on the road Various topics get discussed more frequently We keep an open mind, you can learn something easily Make sure you tune in and stay up to date And submit your music in for that radio play You can also get an interview if it's approved Hit that link in the bio, we'll get to you soon Intellectually petty radio on your stereo No comparison to any Anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Intellectually petty radio on the stereo Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio Y'all already know, sponsored by M3S3 Clothing Men make moves and suckers stand still And as always, tapped in with NerveDJsRadio.com. We got legends, legends, legends. Today is no different. We have a special show for a special individual. Cleveland's own, New Era's own, Chairman Fahim is in the building. I don't know how to brain freeze right there, bro. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that intro was dope. Um, I love That's the... Man, man, yeah, I was gonna ask that. That was my next question. Was if that was bro, um, that was fire. And even like the visuals that you had, man. That's my guy, and actually in uh London, is it London? I, I don't know what. I know he stays in England, but he does yeah, like all my dope. intros and shit. Yeah, he had yeah, uh, GMG. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that God, was dope. God that was dope, man. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. That made me feel like a, you know, '90s uh, sitcom vibe type intro. Damn, I just need to uh, see when I'm in the studio, I got the claps and shit. See, I can give you okay. the <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, how's your life? How's family? Oh, uh, man, all is well. Um, you know, can't complain one day at a time. I'm grateful for life. That's what's up, man. I appreciate you for coming on, man. Um, where you want to start at? Mm. We can start at the current events and go backwards or? We know. can start at the beginning. Yeah, all I right. paint a picture. All right, so uh, activism, why? I really, to be honest, I didn't really have a choice. Um, You know, growing up in the environments that that we grew up in, I was born and raised Kinsman County back in the day. Um, Then my family moved over to like the Buckeye area. So I spent a lot of time Woodland, Buckeye. Um, And then my father was a very, um, very heavy influence in my life. Mm-hmm. former um NOI my father was a former activist back in the day my father okay. was one of those revolutionary young men um and in 93 they had unified the gangs in Cleveland back then it was like GDs and um you know all that stuff GDs BDs you know all that stuff back in the day in the early 90s so my father was a part of that mm-hmm. so I grew up with that influence um on my day-to-day and then my father would put images of the Panthers in front of us um, Malcolm, you know, all all these uh, prolific black movements, the move movement, you know, these were things I learned that at a very early age. So I didn't really have a choice. That's what's up. Shout out to the old man. That's yes, dope. Love to hear that. So you fast forward, was there like an incident that said, you know what, I need to get out the house and get active? Mm-hmm. Or was it just like a, a progression, for a slow progression for you as you matured into an adult? Yes, I would say it was a slow progression. I always had the same mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I always talked the, the same way I'm talking now. I always had these same conversations, um, but I wasn't really active in my community, like doing anything outside. You know, if I came across, you know, um, people in the neighborhood, you know, just I, I would always um, share game, you mm-hmm. know, put in my two cents. But then I would say probably the murder of Tamir Rice was the first time I actually stepped outside for for a cause, for a purpose, and was like, hold on, this is a problem right here. You know, y'all done really crossed the line. Um, and what did you do? Just, like, what was the first thing you did? Yeah, the first thing, I went to a protest. That's my first protest. So I went to a protest um, after Tamir Rice was murdered 
we went on the freeway. Um, I mean, we was on 55th. Uh, we were downtown. We kind of just like took the city over um, for a few hours and yeah. it made me feel empowered. But after I left that, um, I was like, you know, damn, what, what's, what, what are our next steps? We didn't got people all riled up. Um, people are infuriated and they're ready to do something, but what's the next steps? So, I, and for me, that's what led me to New Air. Okay. Did we do enough? Mm, no, not at all. Um, I don't think the city responded in the way that it should have when, when that happened. We didn't check that situation. Like, um, I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, I'm from Detroit, but I've been in Cleveland about 20 years. Okay. First okay. thing I noticed was, and I'm trying to figure out how to say this without being offensive, but black folks kind of stayed where black folks were supposed to stay. Mm. Mm-hmm. And being from Detroit, where everybody around me looks like me, mm-hmm. I wasn't accustomed to that. Yeah, well, 80% like niggas, of this nigga, this niggas here that ain't never left their neighborhood, and mm-hmm. they forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't understand that mindset, and so when yeah. Tamir got killed, it just kind of highlighted that. Although, yeah, I saw the strength in our people a lot yeah. of it. Yeah, and it was it, inspiring. It, absolutely. Yeah. So, so how did you find out about New Era? Um, online on social media. So um, after that happened, after I went out to those protests, I, I just started searching, um, you know, for, for people doing the work. I was watching YouTube videos mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, you know, time goes by and I stumble across um, New Era Detroit. And I'm looking on their uh, Instagram and I'm seeing um, this brother by the name of Zeke, Capo Zeke, my big brother. Um uh, mentor um I'm, I'm watching him inside of this store in which uh, a customer was uh, was assaulted by yeah. the owner and the employees in that store um they accosted this man and then to see all these the, the, to see the community respond and i mean they was in the store like y'all ain't making no money today yeah, they, they was um, deep up in that come boy. on now you know and the way he was <laughs> the way yeah, and the way he was talking to him like you know I, i've been around men that talk like that off in the side rooms, you know, I've never been around or seen a black man speak like that directly to um, a, a, um, someone of a different ethnicity. So to see that, that was empowering for me. I'm like, man, this brother fearless. He not afraid. And he, everything he's speaking is true. And even watching it on my phone, like I'm sitting there like, man, I want to, I want to go there with y'all. I want to do this. I want to be there. Um, so I reached out and um, I was actually willing to drive to Detroit. I was like, man, listen, I'll make that trip. However often y'all y'all doing something, I'll come up there. And I said, no, we got a chapter in Cleveland. And so I reached out to the um, Cleveland chapter and I started volunteering and I've been been there ever since. I, I haven't missed a single event in six years. I, I remember uh, Koya actually yeah. turned me on. I came to a meeting one time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not a really like like this is kind of more my thing, mm-hmm. you know. And everybody and got I, their lane, yes, sir. Everybody got their lane. Yep. Um, like, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm ratchet to an extent. I'm an old ratchet nigga who <laughs> appreciates the strength that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, so I kind of got both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, when we I do like, like watching her strength in Koya. Yeah. Like yeah. I would, she was an inspiring person. Like, was she the yeah. first person that, that did she start New Era Cleveland? Yeah, Corey was one of the founding members. Uh-huh. Um, and the work that they did was so monumental and um, really setting a platform for us as an entire organization, not even just the Cleveland chapter to, to really have a presence and to have the notoriety that we have now. And Corey was one of the first members I've met. Um, and then we found out we actually lived at the time I was living on Buckeye. And mm-hmm. then we found out we lived in the same neighborhood. So that was instantly, you know, big sis from from yeah. day one. Yeah, Koya's dope. Very intellectual. Very oh, intellectual. Yeah. And I yeah. mean to hear a woman speak like that. I, I I grew up around some strong women. So that gave me auntie big sister vibes. Like that was just a reminder of home for me being in Koya's presence. Okay, so you get a new era. At what point do you decide I want I want to be the guy, I want to be the face? Yeah. Um, that was not a decision that <laughs> that I made. That wasn't even actually a goal of mine. Um, just time, you know, time and being dedicated and always showing up. 
and then um, you know coming to the table with something to offer, I kind of positioned myself um, unconsciously to be in that spot. And I'm just grateful for um, those that came before me to recognize that and mm-hmm. to say, you know, it's your time. You know, I see everything that you're doing. Um, it resonates. We feel your passion. Um, I see you, you you dedicated unlike no other. So, you know, that was powerful for, for, for them to feel like um, now was the time to pass the torch to me. So I, I took it and ran with it. It's some difficult shit too, though. Like, and, and you married. Like yes, it's, so, yes, it's sir. not just you in power; it's, yeah. it's you and your wife. Yeah. Even yes, even sir. though she may not necessarily be doing you know outside and active like you are. Yeah. She there when you get in the call at three o'clock in the morning that somebody yeah. fucked up, or yeah. you yes, know sir. somebody needs some help, or somebody whatever the case may yeah. be. Yeah. And it's, I'll say this: she she she's not there. Um, all of the time, but a good portion. I mean, like when the heat is on, she's present. She's a Marine, aviation specialist and a social worker. So, you know, that's like um, a a good portion of the brains of the operation. But she, sometimes I'd be able to tell her like, oh, listen, I don't think this is a good idea for you to be present for this. She like, listen, (laughs) I'm coming. (laughs) Listen, I'm coming. (laughs) You know, yeah, powerful. And I'm grateful. Oh my God, man! Black love is beautiful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh my God, and and it's not. Oh, I, whoo, man! You got me on that one, man, because it don't happen all that often. Yeah, come on. And and, and I'll be completely honest. That was a huge um, contributing factor to my elevation and maturity. I'll say, yeah, I put a heavy emphasis on that word, mm-hmm. maturity. It was a huge influence. In regards to that, I think she in the kitchen talking about right. I think I heard it. <laughs> I think she tuned in. She in the kitchen. I think I heard her say right. <laughs> well, g- good for you, Queen. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it ain't, it's a partnership in this shit. Nobody, yeah. mm-hmm. Regardless of how it's divvied up, if you don't have, if you with somebody and they are not with you mm. on this journey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then the journey is going to be short lived. Mm. Come on now. When Man. when you can't share what you do, your passion with your partner, oh um, you know you only come on now. You only able to share stories because they weren't present or they don't care, you know. And then the the amount of time and energy and resources that I that we dedicate to this, I couldn't do this without her. I couldn't do this without um, you know um, that just that constant support. Oh, one of the most horrible things you can ever experience is to be passionate about something. And come tell the, you know, like, it's, it's always somebody in your life you want to tell first. Mm-hmm. And if, 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 if you're with a woman, that's typically who you want to mm-hmm. come come home and, and baby, this happened. Yeah. And to yeah. see a bland ass look on their face. Come on now. Why are you telling me this? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I've what exactly the, <laughs> Man, stop it. Hey. <laughs> Listen, I've been there. Man, Yo, I, yeah. I'm, listen, that's why I'm so appreciative. I've been there. Oh, my mm. God. So, so what exactly does New Era do? Yeah, um, you know, when people ask that question, my response is always, New Era Cleveland is anything and everything that we have to be at any given moment. Um, we, we, we really try to cover every base, um, whether it's, you know, when the pandemic first happened, um, we already live in, in experiencing food apartheid. So we created a COVID-19 response uh, response team, a task force, and we focused on food distribution, mm. making sure that people had groceries. And um, initially, again, like all things seem to start out for us, it started out small. We were putting our own dollars up, mm-hmm. going to Sam's Club, going to GFS, um, Costco's, and we were just buying, you know, a gang of food for people. We would package it up. Um, and we were doing drop-offs, and then that developed into a partnership with uh, Garden Valley Neighborhood House. And next thing you know, we got a grocery delivery route that we were operating um, at least one day a week, and we were servicing between 30 to 50 people. Um, you know, and this is like something that's just sparked from us going to Sam's Club. You know, fast forward to the point now where we fed over 60,000 families in Northeastern Ohio, from wow. Cleveland, East Cleveland, Parma, Garfield, Euclid. Whoa, 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 Parma. Yeah, 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 yeah. This ain't no black people in Parma. <laughs> it's a few. It's a few. It's like but, three. 
Yeah, it's a few. And I'll be completely honest, we don't even limit our services to it's black first, absolutely. Um, okay. but if there's a you know uh um the Fred Hampton you know, approach. Come on, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. We have p- white people experiencing poverty as well. So it may be a house where there's a you know eighty three year old elderly white woman, you know, with no transportation. Um, you know, that's a need that we're gonna step up to that plate. We're not gonna say just because you're white, um, uh, we're not gonna service you. Again, like, but you know, in the in the organization now you got a lot of people with a different mindset or a different theory. So that, yeah, that was can't something fly with like, everybody. Yeah, nah. Um, you know, but then again, you know, in regards to elevating, you know, it was a mindset like we gotta and I say this all the time, we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable if we're growing. Um and, and for us, when we cut off a certain population of people, that puts us in a box. Um and then that also creates a stigma with this movement that we don't want to attach to this movement. Because this is a movement already, for the people. It's already there. Yeah. Like we yeah, already yeah. especially mm-hmm. in Cleveland we're in a box. And mm-hmm. especially in Cleveland, the stigma is attack. Anytime five niggas get together, it's yeah. a gang. Yep. Yeah. And, and yep. I don't care how many, you know, like, like yep. it's tough. I'll put it to you yeah. that way. And I've seen yeah. it. Um, yeah. Is it reciprocated from other communities to New Era? Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay. I would say in, in every neighborhood we go in, it's, it's love and respect. Um, I mean, from the west side to the east side, it's, it's it, we service in the Hispanic community. They out there with us, you know, um, and we're big on making sure that we include um, people from the community in what we're doing. So we don't okay. just um, it's not a surprise when we show up. OK, that's dope. Um, shout out to Cesar Rio. He tapped in. My brother. Um, yeah. Damn, yeah. Man. And that that's intro crazy. fire, man. I'm listening. Like, Yo, oh. I woke up bro, at like five <laughs> o'clock in the morning and I look, check my emails and I'm like, oh, shit. Cause I mm. reached out, I'm like, I need a new intro, and he was mm-hmm. like, I got you. <laughs> and I just, I didn't even reach out to him specifically. I just, just put it in, in the, in the, the eco sphere, whatever the fuck it's yes, called. Sir. Yes, I, sir. I posted it online. I need a new intro, uh-huh. and he was like, I got you. Mm. And I heard that mm. shit, and I was like, Yo. <laughs> and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting back, and I'm like, Like I, I damn near cried, bro. And I'm keeping mm. a buck mm. because somebody. Dude, mm. somebody, but but dude took a part of his life, mm. and he didn't just randomly make it. He went mm-hmm. through my Instagram page, mm. so that he could tap into certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yo, when I heard mm-hmm. my name, nigga, was like, oh. <laughs> 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 like I couldn't believe that somebody just for nothing, yeah, yeah, took a, took a slice of their life to do something for somebody else. Let's speak to you know. We talk about the heart or the character of a person. Man. You know, that that's what I that's how I if I'm if I'm ever judging a person that's what I'm judging based off of so my relationships are dictated off of that and that's why we, it's all love every time I see bro we from the same neighborhood grew up in the same in the same hood so that's why you know that, that's that's family you know and bro always drop gems I mean this ain't nothing new like um the way that he speaks this always been a thing you know mm-hmm. that's always been him. So it's not even just this is a lane in music that he's trying to drive, but this is who he is. And, you know, it's real when it's real, it resonates. Okay. Um, so let's get to the juicy part. Yes, sir. <laughs> you're walking down the street with a heater. Yes, sir. You two. Can legally, you can, it was two. Yes, sir. I did not know that. You can legally do that here in the mm-hmm. state of Ohio. Matter of fact, all you need is a pulse and a clean record, and you can get yep. a gun. Yes, sir. Cops uh, show up. And want to arrest you, yeah. and try to rationalize what they're doing as if you are the boogeyman and you have committed yeah. some crime. Yeah. Why were you there? Yeah. Yeah. So um, early hours of the morning, a 14-year-old was murdered. Uh, Abriana Jackson, 14 years mm-hmm. old, she was um, in in the safety and confines of her own home when mm-hmm. when bullets went through her window. The house was shot up, as well as two other houses, um, you know, on east side. So that took place, and then there was a shooting at a visual. Um, after the, the funeral service, they went back and had like a, some type of memorial service or something like that, and wow. it was shot up. And then um, a few blocks away from that, this is all transpiring in the same neighborhood, Glenville, St. Clair um, area. Another shooting happens at uh, Topps uh, Plaza. 
And from that shooting, I believe it was 122 shell casings that was that was retrieved from that site. Damn. So you know, you you shoot into a crowd of people, you letting off all those shots. That's a mass shooting. Yes. You know, that's Absolutely. those two those two incidences are mass shootings. I de, I define those as mass. This federal government defined those as mass shootings. Absolutely. You know, and then a, a baby being murdered. It's something about um, you know when harm is done to these children out here in our community because um, that's the only place it happens at, you know, just there's never any outrage or response from the community. You know, we, we might, folks might go outside and, you know, cause some type of uproar or hoopla, but it never moves past that. So um, my my objective with going out there was to really show the community, like, okay, it's y'all safe, y'all protected. It's a familiar face out here. I didn't see any police presence. Um, I ended up driving around that whole, that whole neighborhood uh, before I even got out the vehicle. So mm-hmm. no police presence. Um, so I got out and, and, and do what we always do. I got active. First how cop. Long bef- how long before <clears throat> the cops show up? Ah, it was a, maybe about 20 minutes. So, yeah, so about- let me get this straight. And you in, you in the black neighborhood. You're on the east side. Yeah. Yep. And them niggas ain't calling nobody when houses is getting shot up. Nah, nope. But because of you there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So how long yeah. before they show up? It was about 20 minutes. So I started at 105 in St. Clair. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to like 93rd, 94th in St. Clair, then I was stopped. And during okay. this time, I stopped. I'm talking to people, um, dapping people up. Um, folks is blowing their horns. So I'm engaging with people. You know, they see me outside. I got a vest. I'm a familiar face in the community. Right. right. So when they see me, people, you know, showing love. Um, and then the first cop comes once I get to like about 95th, 94th, 93rd. Um, and he rolls the window down and he starts yelling at me. You know, hey man, what you doing? You can't be out here doing that. You scaring people. I'm like, sir, I'm not scaring anybody. Um, nobody's running away from me. I just got done talking to a security guard at Tops Plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a few minutes ago. I'm not saying this to him, but I'm just telling him, like, you know, nobody's running away. Nobody's afraid. You know, you scare people every time you every day that you clock in and come to work, you know. So he's like, you know, um, is there a reason why you're carrying the firearm? And then I give him you know, why, this is why I'm here. And then I ask him, am I under arrest? Am I being detained? He says, no. I say, okay, I'm free to go. He says, yes. Um, another car pulls up. I mean, literally minutes later, two to three minutes later, another car pulls up. And this guy's yelling out his window. Um, there's a dog in the back. You can kind of hear the dog barking. Mm-hmm. And he's yelling at me. I disregard him. You know, so I don't, ha- I don't have to answer any questions. I, I just gave him, uh, I just told him what's up. You know, yeah. I don't have to talk to you. You know, I'm 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 gonna keep moving forward. And uh the third squad car pulls up, the two squad cars fall back, this third car pulls up, and two officers get out. Um, Officer Santa, white white uh female police officer, and then um another officer, I can't remember his last name, um, but I recognize him. Mm-hmm. Um, because I the last two graduating class of Cleveland police officers, um, I taught a class. Or this is how you engage when when you guys are in our communities because they're visitors. Most of these mm-hmm. cops are not even from Cleveland. Facts. They're from Avon, East Lake, and all other surrounding cities and suburbs. Facts. Um, so when y'all come into our communities, this is how y'all engage with our people. You know. Um, so he recognizes me. We talk. Um, he's like, "Hey, what's up? How you been?" Blah blah blah. Officer Santa asks me, "You know, hey, what's going on?" I tell her what happened. I put the firearm down on the ground, mm-hmm. the shotgun I'm carrying at this point. She's being respectful. I'm being respectful. You know, we can have a conversation. I'm not some type of uh, tyrant. So right. um, her and I are talking. Um, again, I asked her, hey, am I under arrest? Am I free to go? Um, she says, yes, you're free to go. So I, I proceed forward. And then, um, uh, I mean, moments after I get done talking to her, um, Sergeant Henderson pulls up. This is the sergeant that jumps out the car, uh, takes shelter behind the telephone pole, and points his firearm at my face. And we're, you know, feet apart away from each other. And he's saying, I'm not letting you move any any more forward. Um, and then he proceeds to scream, take your finger off the trigger, take your finger off the trigger. He said it like three to four times. But he said it so convincingly that even myself, I had to look down and check. I'm like, wait, I'm holding a shotgun. I got my cell phone, I'm on Instagram Live in one hand. And I'm like, you know, my hand is on the barrel of the shotgun. I'm holding it by the barrel. Um, if you know, you know, anybody with half a brain that know anything about guns, especially a shotgun, you know, to accurately fire a shotgun, you need two hands. 
You know, mm-hmm. Sergeant Henderson says that on the body cam footage when he's talking to my parents afterwards. You know, hey, he didn't really pose any threat. He only had the gun in one hand, blah, blah, blah. But in the video, he's saying, take my finger off the trigger. Mm. So um, at that time, I, I put the camera on the shotgun showing that my finger is not on the trigger. So, you know, why are you saying that? And that was like dog whistling. Um, you know, it was like the prequel to shots being fired. Yeah. You know, but why he didn't fire, I can't. I can't say, I can't tell you like, um, you know, why he didn't let off shots in that moment. Did but you I was think so, at that moment that he was going to shoot you? Uh, I was convinced, you know, the moment they surrounded me, yeah, okay. that that was going to transpire. Um, at that time, it was um, eight squad cars, a dozen police officers, a K-9 unit, a gang task force, and then listening to the body camera, they requested a helicopter for a man that was walking on foot. That didn't attempt to get away. That did not attempt to get away. That actually talked to police officers. And um, unbeknownst to me at that time, but once we got the body cam footage, they had identified who I was. Um, that same that cadet told them, like, yeah, he teaches a class. This is what they do. They knew um, who you were, bro. Like, they knew who I was. From yes, the sir. first cop. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Absolutely agree. The community... How, how, how do you feel? Are you disappointed in our response? Or are you pleased with how we responded? Um, I'll say this. When I was out there, mm-hmm. I mean, I was so proud. Like when I say um, that St. Clair stood up, um, when I was surrounded, there was the cops were telling folks, go back in the house. And people was like, nah, we ain't going in the house. You mm. know? Um, this part I always like get emotional, so I be trying not to <laughs> get choked up. It's okay, bro. Um, be you. You know, but yeah, the way they stood there for me and made sure that nothing happened, you know, made sure that I didn't lose my life. That played a role in why that that cop didn't fire shots either. Because by the time I look across the street, they were on the folks was on the curb. I mean, I'm surrounded by police on the opposite end of the street, and folks are on the curb. And I'm talking like 15, 20 people. Like, listen. Y'all ain't, not this one, y'all ain't finna leave them alone. You know, folks were yelling stuff at the cop. Mm. So that contributed to why, um, you know, why it didn't really escalate any further um, as well. And then when they put the cuffs on me, um, I had the vest on, I had the book bag on. So they're taking the book bag off and the vest off. I slipped my arm on, I throw my fist up. And uh, on body cam, you could hear the crowd cheering. Like you hear people just like, you know, really getting excited. So, wow. yeah. So, they arrest you. You in the car? What they saying mm-hmm. to you? Or and and and, <laughs> yeah. and and you know what? Like I don't want to. I don't want to. Cause I, I know you suing. Yeah, yeah. So, this is all on body cam, so I okay. can dive into that. I just I won't speak on like the lawsuit details, okay. but you know, um, just on everything that's public record that's on body cam, um, that's been released on all these different media outlets. Um, yeah. So I'm in the back of the car and. When when they when he puts the cuffs on me, throws me in the back of the car, um, Sergeant Henderson says CCW, and then all of them burst out into laughter. Um, so I'm trying to figure out, like, damn, you know. Well, I'll, I'll backtrack. The cuffs are on me. They're taking me to the car. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, one of the officers who at the time he had a um, a rifle, mm-hmm. and it's saying black black officer. And I'll say this: the most aggressive officers on Always. the scene were black men. Always. Two in particular, the only two that I saw point their firearms at me, and on body cam, one could be heard saying, let's get him. Mm-hmm. He, they, they were labeling me a vigilante. So this officer is mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's get him. Let's get him. You know, like rallying up the lynch mob, you know, let's get him. So this officer comes up to me. He said, hey, man, you know, you're talking about you're out here protecting your community. You can't do that. That's not your job. That's not your response. I'm like, man, a baby got killed. He like, um, he said, what he, he said, not my problem, not my problem. And then he tells me, um, you know, it's not my responsibility to protect the community. I was like, okay, well, whose is it then? You know, a baby got murdered. You know, whose responsibility is it to respond to that? If mm-hmm. we can't count on y'all to do it, whose is it? This, 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 it's been two mass shootings over here. You know, no police presence. You know, who's going to get out here and make sure that this doesn't keep happening? You know, who's going to stand up? And this happened in our neighborhoods and we tired. You know, I got family over there. We got members that live in this same, you right. know, so no, we're not, we're not about to keep allowing this to happen and there's no response. So there's a back and forth between me and them. Throw me in the car. He says, CCW, they start laughing, slam the door. 
Um, and then they he starts talking to my parents. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Henderson's talking to my parents at this time. I'm in the back of the car, but I can see it. Um, and, I, you know, I'm looking at my dad, my mom. Take your time, I can, um, They were so confused. Like, you know, make this make, how did this escalate mm-hmm. to this? You know, what happened? And listen to him talking to my parents, and he just was so calm lying to their faces like you know the situation wasn't just a tense standoff he's like you know hey you know i just told him put the gun down it wasn't really much said you know he listened he complied he didn't really pose a threat you know um he's only getting charged with uh inducing panic my dad like inducing panic who did who, <laughs> what is this you know and then the uh improperly handling of a firearm you know my parents at this point now they're they're believing him but then you know there's that doubt like wait a minute we know our child like right. you know what you're saying is it making sense and then these charges aren't making sense so they're offering a little bit of pushback right there and that made me be like you know <laughs> I, I i love them like mm. for that you know but he lied straight to their faces straight to their faces he lied and told them that you know he de-escalated the situation when in fact he's the one that pointed his firearm in my face um, they, you know, y'all got a German Shepherd. Like, where are we at? You know, is this um, Nazi Germany? Am I some type of, um, you know, is this a lynch mob? You know, what what are y'all really trying to, to gain here in this moment? Y'all already identify who I was. You already acknowledge that I pose no threat. You know, why is this canine necessary? And then mm-hmm. the officer saying something, I don't know, in German and whatever language it was, but it was getting the dog riled up. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm being asked to put my firearm down. You know, so at this moment, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to make it, make it out of this situation right here without it. You know, so I just was like, okay, whatever is going, whatever is going to be is what it's going to be. Wow. And, you know, like, you hear people all the time, there's, there's good cops and there's bad cops. And this is a prime example of. Mm-hmm. There, there apparently were, were some decent folk there. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Who were willing to step aside and and and, and remove their morality mm-hmm. because there was somebody who who was not as decent as them mm-hmm. willing mm-hmm. to take it to distance. Mm-hmm. It just gives you a really a good glimpse into the the, the culture the, of police culture. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even say, and I am not a police guy at all, but I can't say it's the culture of policing. It is the culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, because sir. the same yeah. people in that neighborhood mm-hmm. that stood up for you stood down when three houses got shot up. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yep. Those people didn't come out on their on porch then. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, hid, uh, they hid in their mm-hmm. own homes. Mm-hmm. Turn the blind eye. And I, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I have been that person before. I'm mm-hmm. gonna give you a story. We stayed. Uh, my cousin's got a house off of Harvard. It's a nice house. Um, and we we had uh, our our landlord sold the house, so we needed somewhere to go immediately. Nice house. It's family. Bam. We over there. Um, I'm walking my dog. I'm actually I'm looking out the window. And I see these young cats. I've been those young cats before, so mm-hmm. I knew what the fuck was up. They pull up in this driveway, turn around, and I hear shots. Two houses mm-hmm. down from me. These niggas c- turn turn away, come back, and shoot it up again. Mm-hmm. I'm walking my dog a couple of days later. It's a cat that lives in that house that was talking to somebody across the street. Same guys come back. He peeps them this time. And this, first off, this nigga couldn't shoot a fucking clown in his basement. <laughs> but this dude unloads on this car and doesn't hit a thing. <laughs> Which is like it's, it's extremely sad, but he had no problem upping his pipe in the middle of the street. The well, co- I watched, I, I sat and watched the cops come. I didn't even bother calling the cops because I knew how it was going to go down. They came, picked up the bullets, and left. <laughs> They didn't knock on a the door. They didn't canvas anything. I was walking my fuck. I had to grab my dog up mm-hmm. and dip back in the house. I had to run in my own house. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that that is the catch twenty two of it all. Because mm-hmm. if I had to mm-hmm. up pipe on one of those kids, I'd be on the news for killing the yeah. kid, like that killing one brother kid, did yeah. some years ago when he shot the kid that was trying to rob him in yeah. the neighborhood. Move that nigga out of his house. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yep. yeah, I, I say all that to say that the culture we live in, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I don't want people to take this as an excuse for them. It's not. Mm-hmm. But we all fucked up. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This 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 culture promotes the devalue of our lives. This culture and this our culture, we embrace it. Um, this is the culture we've been um, given, but it's been beaten into us yeah. as well. Yeah, you know, we talk about social engineering and programming of people. You know, slave of people. Uh for centuries, you know, yeah. and then expecting them to act civilized and you put them in projects, you you create redlining, redlining you create all of these uh, systematic um, operations of oppression and you expect for people to, to thrive, you put them in survival mode, you know, so it's like our, but I, I always, I'm big on accountability. So that's yeah. why I'm like, you know, yes, all of these things are happening, but you know, I, I want to say this, and I hope people don't get offended by it, but if they do, this is still true. When Kanye said that line, and I'm, you know, bro got some mental issues for sure. He needs some help, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it was something he said that really resonated, and it it, it, it caused a lot of um, controversy when he said slavery is a choice. And then, you know, at first I was one of those people like, man, like, you tripping, bro. Like, we ain't choose to, you know, mm-hmm. but he was saying, like, staying in those conditions was a choice. You know, we think about Nat Turner, Sojourner Truth, Harriet, the ones that had courage. I, I wear this Haitian flag as a reminder, you mm-hmm. know, of those that had the courage to say, you know, even if I don't reap the benefits of freedom, I'm willing to pay the price to ensure that this next generation reap these benefits. So that's like the mindset that I, once I learned about that, I, I'm like, come on now, this is where I need to go with it, you know? Yo, man, mm. I, and I, I've had some interesting cats over the years on the show, man. Um, and and every time I get I get I get a, a an active brother or sister on the show, I bring up Grandmaster Jay, mm. just because Grandmaster Jay needs to be brought up every fucking time we can, mm. mm-hmm. because they stole that man and we allowed it because we thought that yeah. nigga was an asshole. Yeah, yeah. This is the uh, not effing around click. Yes. Yeah. Listen, when you when you rode through um, clan territory, clan town, clan country, with all them black folks and y'all strapped up like that, oh yeah, for sure they gonna find a way to make sure they they sit you down somewhere in the back room <sighs> with nobody never to be heard from ever again. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and this was one thing about that whole situation that really um, was the most profound moment. And I didn't learn about this until I got out. You know, as they taking me downtown, I'm telling them, like, listen, y'all better let me use the phone ASAP. Y'all better let me make a phone call because my people about to be pulling up. And they were they were pulling up on the scene. Like, they had to get me out of there on the body camera. Like, let's go. People pulling up. Get him out of here ASAP. Um, you know, my people were going to come to that county jail. My wife told them, y'all got until 1 o'clock the next day. Um this time this was uh tuesday that was on a monday this was tuesday going into wednesday she told mm-hmm. him y'all got to one o'clock thursday 36 hours we're gonna give you all that time y'all got to 36 hours to release him or we're coming to get him and she meant that mm. man i see you about to have me crying this bitch <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, 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 and she meant that 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 county jail was gonna be surrounded I mean, you know, all listen. When I say at that in that moment, folks from I had made it to the shade room. Folks from all around the country. We got eighteen chapters throughout the throughout the country, from down south to west coast to especially right here in the mid in the Midwest. Yeah. Our strongest chapters yes. are here. Listen, folks yes. was gonna be driving in that next day. And it was gonna be a problem. It was mm. gonna be a problem. You know, I tell, <laughs> I tell, uh, I tell my wife this all the time. I said, I wish they would have kept me in there for another day, just so I could have saw that, just so that everyone could have saw. Like, we don't have to sit here and take this. That would have been the Malcolm X moment. <laughs> yeah, they was coming to get me, and she meant that. She meant that. Yo, that's 
That's crazy, man. Oh, man. And, and I don't know. Let me, uh, Nat Turner. I'm just going, just looking in the mm. comments real quick. Uh, what do you say? I find that forever family force in the UK and New Era Cleveland should collab with each other. We need global black unity. Have respect, rebellion, and chairman uh, Fahim. Not sure okay. what the last part I'm meant, with that. but that's pretty dope. Uh, yeah, and, and, and definitely glad that you saw them. Mm -hmm. um, they're not. That's gonna be tough though, bro. And I'm not even talking about the 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 legality or the winning. I'm talking about yeah. after you win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, like that. You you know what I'm you you know where I'm going. Yes, sir. And I'm, yes, sir. Yeah. So you know, I want to make sure that you. Uh, yeah, keep I'm playing chess swivel, now, bro. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Please yeah. do. Yeah. Um. What's next for New Era? Hmm. This, this developing this community safety concept now, um, you know, this alternative to traditional policing. That's where we locked in now. Really, um, so we, we're launching, well, we did launch this uh, community safety pilot project that we're doing mm -hmm. over like in the Buckeye, Woodhill, Larchmore area. Um, so people can kind of really redefine what community safety looks like. You know, this is, and I say this all the time, you know, safety is not just the responsibility of police officers. You know, that right. fall on us that live in these neighborhoods, that's experiencing these issues, that fall on us too. If you got a business in these neighborhoods where this stuff is happening, that falls on you too. If you got, uh, if you teach or work in this community, safety falls on you as well. So, you know, just this strategy that uh, safety is a community responsibility. Um, that's what we're moving at with this. So we um, kicked off our, New Era Cleveland, uh, our New Era Elite and Trauma Response. Mm -hmm. So that looks like this security aspect, as well as this mobile trauma response team, because m most of the incidences in our neighborhoods are based from trauma and, yeah. and mental health. So, you know, a different approach to addressing some of those issues, domestic violence, um, you know, and missing, missing girls, missing women, you know, all of our approach to that needs to look different. So, we, we've launched that. Um, I'm proud to say we have uh, a part of our Safe Zone initiative. We have 22 businesses signed up. So this is a relationship between us and the businesses. Um, and it's a commitment to the community. While you're here patronizing this business, as long as our business is in your neighborhood, you're guaranteed sa a safe space, uh, a place of refuge while you are on these premises. You know, okay, we see businesses lock the doors when folks are getting assaulted. The goons can't be too happy with that. <laughs> I mean, are you getting pushed yeah. back from 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 the other side? Yeah, I come from that, and you know, uh, some a lot of our members come from that, and um, you know, I'll be honest, like if you don't if you don't have a problem with a baby being murdered, if you don't have a problem with women being snatched up, raped. Um, if you don't have a problem with all these women being sex trafficked, our babies being sex trafficked, our elders being murdered, an elderly man was just murdered, uh, what, a week ago at home in his bed. Um, you know, someone shot the house up and this man is asleep. A straight bullet hits this man in the head. You know, if you don't have an issue with that, you know, you're the ops, you know, in my eyes. And to be honest, like, I don't even care about people like, that pose opposition to us when we move. But for the most part, 99.9% .9 of the time is love and respect because we come with peace, love, and respect. Mm -hmm. um, and in the words of uh, my brother E out of Chicago, you know, we show our people love and unity. And then when niggas act up, we show them black power. Mm, I like that right there. Yes, <laughs> now, I will say there there is a... Uh... There's a reason they take out our leaders, and I'm not talking about the positive ones. Yes, sir. I'm talking about the niggas at the top of the nigga chain. Yeah. <laughs> because they maintain they maintain order. Mm -hmm. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not one of these pie in the sky people that believe that mm -hmm. that crime should not exist. Crime mm -hmm. serves a purpose for us all. Mm -hmm. It really mm -hmm. does. It, it it employs a lot of us on the other side of crime. Absolutely. Yeah. But there used to be a time. Yeah. Yes, there used to be a time where crime mm -hmm. was was targeted towards those individuals that chose that crime. Mm -hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. and if if and when like there was a baby or an old lady or whatever that, that the streets took care of that. Yeah, you didn't have to worry about the cops looking yeah. for them. It was a code. Yeah, it was a code. Yeah, and you could you could make certain arrangements just like a uh, 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 Malcolm X and Bumpy Johnson. Mm-hmm. You could have an arrangement with with, with, yeah. with somebody that you knew was completely on the other side of what you are where you are morally but you mm-hmm. understood that he's a chess piece and he's mm-hmm. a king on the other side of the board mm-hmm. and you can't just fuck over a king randomly yeah you have to deal with a king accordingly yes sir and they they both had that same respect and shit That's got really, handled yeah. unfortunately you, you don't have that no more yeah, yeah. so and that that's, that's one of the things you, that we're trying to bring back um you know understand the way that Cleveland gang politics are now is mm-hmm. like we used to have hoods and sets it's more so now little smaller gangs that then branched off and started doing their own yeah. thing so it's no organization to it it's no structure um so what we do is we we link up with the the big dogs the influencers the ones that's you know these these younger guys are emulating and trying to be even mm-hmm. though some of these young guys now you got you got a few out that's rogue that's just doing whatever they not um really um, they're not really linked to any set location or any neighborhood. They just kind of roaming and doing and just unleashing chaos. Um, yeah. But the ones that 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 are the influencers in the city, those are the ones that we tap in with. Like, listen, bro, yeah, this and that going on over here, you know. And, and those guys, listen, when I say they pull up every time, um, you know, one thing uh, about a month ago, we set out to establish the street code to to bring that order back mm. in place. So we call to the tables all the ones that, that are the influencers, rappers, and folks showed up from up the way to down the way, um, east side to west side. And this is something that we currently building out. We'll have finalized soon, um, but we're going to implement a street code. And when, when folks um, violate, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, neutral sites, a football game, like what just happened in Garfield, a shooting at a high school football game, you know what I'm saying? Like that place, that's a, that's a neutral site. You know, yeah. stuff like that shouldn't take place there. You should have. People's mama shouldn't have to be ducking. Come on now, come on now. You know, so un- unless uh, now there are some mothers uh, that, <laughs> that are absolutely complicit in this goofy shit. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. And, yeah. and I, I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. actually, I was not thinking about her. I was thinking about somebody <laughs> else. But I don't want to get myself shot up. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> Yes, sir. You know, I would, you know, I, I I would like to live the rest of whatever life I got left peacefully, mm-hmm. die in my sleep like a good old man supposed to. Yes, sir. You yes, know. sir. Um, which is which is, it's fucked up that we got to be so delicate about shit. I guess you yeah. don't have to. It's a choice. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's your you, show, man. Well, you know what? The older you get, the more practical you get. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was twenty five, I didn't give two fucks. Yeah, I didn't think I was. I, I was surprised I made it to twenty five. Yeah, you know the 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 rest of the world told me I wasn't shit. Yeah, I was I was gonna be dead or locked up at twenty five. I was neither, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah. I'm still going." You yeah. know, but I made some bad choice. That's how I ended up in Cleveland. Mm. You know, I was making very 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 bad life choices, and one day, and I had kids, and. One day I woke up and I said, you know, actually a friend of mine got killed. Mm. Another friend of mine got shot. And it was only a matter of time. Like I hadn't done anything to anybody specifically. I wasn't running from shit. Well, I guess I was running from something. I was running from a different destiny. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I packed up a bag, literally left a shitload of stuff there. I kind of regret that part. But I got on the bus and I came down here. I had, you know, my cousins was down here and my mama was down here at the time. I just never left. Mm. You know, it was a, it's not the easiest path, but I don't, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain of it, you mm. know, or I'd be in somebody's prison, you know, not, life would not be as good as it is now. You needed a clean start. Yeah, I, I absolutely. A second chance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's all, had, that's all some people need. You got to decide it for yourself though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't, it was crazy. It was like, there was no rock bottom for me. There was just, I needed to be able to see my daughters have kids. 
I needed them. I needed to be able to give them the opportunities that I felt like maybe I didn't get. My mother did a great job. She had a good job and she did She did a great job with me. But there were some things I'm like, you know what? I can improve on what she did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been able to see my kids graduate, you know, graduated from college. I got six grandkids, you know, so like mission accomplished. Man, you got a lot of grandbabies. Oh, my, hey, I got nothing to do with that, bro. How... I, I, right, 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 right. They just visited. Yes, sir. You know, but. How many like, daughters? I got three daughters. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. I yeah. got two. Two girls, yeah. one boy. Oh, my God, man. Like, yeah. Daughters. Yeah, I got are... five all together total. Um, oh, yeah. You got me. Because my wife had two. Two, yeah, my wife had two sons, and then we had a son together. I came to the table with two daughters. Oh my goodness, yeah, you definitely got me beat. But I'm gonna tell yeah. you, man, like, like, daughters are like I, 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 I didn't, you know, I couldn't fathom having daughters when when I had. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you know? Like, what am I supposed to do here? I had no clue. Um, mm -hmm. but the journey, bruh. And they daughters keep giving, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. to, to pops, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yes, and they they give you children, well not you, yeah. but they give you grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And and it just man, like have my 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 oldest grandbaby will be here tomorrow actually, and she FaceTimes us all the time. She's she'll be thirteen this month. Mm. Yes. I'm mm. fucking old, old. Man. But yo, <laughs> Teenager, the joy, man. the joy yeah. that that child brings. Granddaddy, you, you need to be eating better. You need to be doing mm. this. Blase split. Have you done this? Okay. You're going to have a couple of cheat days and then you need to go back. To, like, you just, just, it, uh, I could go on and on. I'm sorry, mm. bro. I, I can get on my, I want to talk about my grandkids, <laughs> man. Fucking talk forever. Yeah, um, if people want to to tap in to New Era Cleveland, how they go about doing that? Um, so our phone number is 216-772-1517. Uh, you could call or text that phone number if you're interested in joining. Um, if you want to volunteer, if you are a resource or want to help provide support, um, cash app, dollar sign, N-E-W-E-R-A-C-L-E. -E. So cash app is dollar sign, New Era Cleveland. Um, social media at New Era Cleveland, Facebook and Instagram. Um, we post a lot of our work on social media as well as we promote a lot of our events on social media. Uh, we have a cleanup schedule. We do neighborhood cleanups. We have a cleanup schedule um, Saturday the third tomorrow in the Buckeye area. So we're going to meet at the Buckeye Plaza at 5 p.m. One one five zero one Buckeye Road, and then the following Saturday we're doing a mobile resource. Uh, distribution. This is like really one of our biggest events that we do throughout the year. Um, load up a U-Haul truck, DJ, um, hygiene kits, I mean, diapers, wipes, everything that, um, you know, someone in true need would need. Um, we hit the door and we go door to door. We knock on every door in that neighborhood. Hey, what y'all need? You know, we got toys, we got school supplies, we got socks, deodorant, food, um, if you need support, grief, trauma, recovery, if you need to talk to someone, a peer support person, we got all of that right here for you. And we go door to door with it. Yo, I did that once with New Era Detroit. Mm. And yeah, lit. The <laughs> look on people's faces, just the, the pride yeah, that people yeah. had that, that other uh -huh. Detroiters was doing that for them. Mm -hmm. Man, it was some powerful, powerful shit, yeah. man. And it's it that shit ain't easy. Nah, it's a lot of Picking walking. Picking up somebody else's not, trash yeah. is not easy, yeah. bro. Yeah. Salute to you. And mm -hmm. if don't nobody else tell you today, man, I'm proud of you. Thank you. No, absolutely, man. I I, mean, I try to make sure I tell everybody that, man. Yes, sir. We need Thank to hear you. That. We don't hear that enough. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that, brother. Oh, come Thank on, man. You. Thank you for allowing me on your platform. Oh, come on, man. I appreciate Jeez, you. Oh, no doubt, man. Um, but I'm here for. Yes, sir. You know, I, I try to try to make sure that, you know, a couple of times a month I do something for us, not yes, necessarily sir. just for me. 
Yes, sir. Mm. You know, um, and this has absolutely been one. I won't forget this one, bro. <laughs> I come I back, man. Whenever oh, you need absolutely. Me, I'll be back. Yes, and I'm gonna I'm I'm inbox you my number, which I don't. Yes, know, sir. Bro. Um, yes, sir. But hit me up if you ever need anything. Absolutely. Yes, sir. You know, um, and there, that there's that means a lot. Oh, absolutely, and and there's 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 some some black people out here that I, I'm I'm fairly certain that monetarily would be impressed, yeah, and would want to support and 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 would want to do it quietly. Yeah, it's needed because we're we're self funded, so everything that we do when we do these resource drives, when we're giving back school clothes and hosting community events, we put our own money up. Um, yeah. Tap in with the with the frats and the sororities. Okay. Yes, sir. Now, now they may not go on the record, and I'll yeah. give you an example. Um, damn, what is my guy name? Oh my goodness. Oh, and I'm sorry because he passed away a couple of years ago, but he told me a story. Um, because he was the uh, head of the new Black Panther Party, mm. and he knew Steve Harvey. Mm. And. Mm. The whole black folks across the, the globe was calling Steve Harvey a coon. I myself had called Steve Harvey a coon. <laughs> Steve Harvey was giving money to the new Black Panther Party. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, respect it, to that man, yeah. Oh, mm. oh, oh. And I'm yeah. sorry, like I fucking. How'd that make you feel? <laughs> um, you know what it. Like, first off, I was never one to, like, I, I was never big on calling people coons for mm -hmm. that reason. Because you never know uh, mm -hmm. somebody's true intentions. Mm -hmm. That's wisdom. Yes, sir. And what they are doing that you don't know. Like, yeah. people call Jay-Z a coon. And, and Jay-Z mm -hmm. has done some shit that is just not, I think a lot of us have done coonish shit. Yeah. And just don't, a lot of us like to just hide it in the closet. Yeah. But, uh. You know, you know, people when they start hearing about all the, and I'm looking up, I'm trying to look up his name because I, I, yeah. I, it bothers me that I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, but people start giving him credit when they start finding out. Oh, he, he helped Meek uh, Mill get out of jail. Yeah. He did this for Twenty One mm -hmm. Savage. He did yeah. this for the Black Lives. Well, yeah. you know, it, and that's one problem with our rich folks is is that they try to do shit behind the scenes, and yeah. sometimes. I think they should brag on what they're doing for us just yeah. as much as what they brag on what they're doing for themselves. Yeah, yeah, I agree with yeah. that. You know, make giving yeah. pop. Now, there's some organizations that you may want to support that you know that publicly you're going to lose your shit yeah, for fucking yeah, with them. Yeah, I get it. Because yeah. yeah. them niggas is not going to pay your phone bill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true story. Oh, my God. As soon as I get off the phone, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to... And it just bothers me that I cannot, because it, it's been it's been a while, and I I used to talk to him, mm. and I try to honestly I try not to think about certain things, man, because it bothers me. Yeah. Um. Mm. But yeah, part I, of that oh, that's that's Hashim why I try and, to... Hashim and Zinga. Rest in peace, King. Hashim and Zinga. Mm. Yes. Rest in peace yeah. to that King. Mm. Oh, very 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 powerful dude. Like, he used to come on the show, and one of the few people that I would just call up. Yes, sir. Is he from? He was from Cleveland. No, no. Okay. Um, I can't. Okay. I, I can't remember exactly where he was from, um, but it definitely wasn't Cleveland. But yeah, you know, but rest just, in peace to that king. Yeah. Over the years, I've come across quite, you know, a few people like just really solid motherfuckers. Yeah. And for me, yes, he was a solid motherfucker. Yes, sir. Um. So yeah, if you need anything, bro, don't hesitate to ask, bro. You know, yes, that's sir, I appreciate you that's what us old yes, niggas sir. is supposed to be here for. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, the older brothers be trying to die with the torch in their hand. You know, it's like, come on, man. That you that's know. a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, like niggas yeah. want to be a leader forever. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on now. If if you have failed to prepare um, a successor or this next generation to. You know what I'm saying? To to get that torch and to be able to run with it and to go further and farther than you than you've taken it, you know, you're not a true leader. No. And and, and not, not make no mistakes, I ain't leading nobody to shit. I just try to, <laughs> I just try, to, try, to just try to help no. our folks. I'm not. Like I'm just I'm never gonna I've never was that guy. I never <laughs> wanted to be that guy. I've just 
understand that it's bigger than me. Mm, for sure. Now, everybody is not going to be on the front lines. Well, people, and I say this all the time, people don't understand there's accountants in the army. Yeah, come on now. There's mm-hmm. cooks in the army. Mm-hmm. There's mechanics. Mm-hmm. It, it, without all the other people, them niggas out there shooting bullets wouldn't have bullets to shoot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it 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 takes us all. It takes a village. Yeah, you know. On that note, man, I'm gonna let you go, bro. Um, I appreciate your time, your energy, and your wisdom, man. And shout out you to too. your queen, bro. Tell her I said yeah. thank you for for loaning you That's to right. us for an hour. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And I'll oh. let her know. She she's probably watching now. I'm sure. Well, shout out to you. <laughs> Appreciate you, Austin. Thank you, Queen. All right. <laughs> All right, man. On that note, man, I'm out. You have a good one. All right. Peace and love, family. Peace.